This is KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. Creator of Energy Healing by Design, Nicole Ashton, a world-renowned healer and luminary whose life-after-death experience has allowed her the gift of empowering people around the globe to heal and grow into their true authentic space. Nicole, with her natural connection to Source, which has remained open since her return, will help you and your family find the frequency of gratitude and patient love that will assist you in awakening your soul's design. We now welcome you to Return to Consciousness with your host, Nicole. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Return to Consciousness, live with Nicole Ashton. I am your host, Nicole Ashton, and I am super, super excited to share with you um, Jeffrey C. Olson. He is um, known for his near-death experience and several books that he has he's written, which I'll have him share those in a minute. I want to first share my experience with Jeff. He is... Um, when I first met him, I was really intrigued with his near-death death experience. And then I realized that he has this expression of life. And I looked at his experience as an afterlife experience. It's He took um, his tragedy, his, his sorrow, his suffering and grief for many years collectively, um, sat with, with the experience and he began to, um, as he moved out of the, the, um, the experience, he decided to shift his own awareness, his own internal, um, navigation system and assist people through their own inter their own tragedies. And now he shares the light with so many and I, um, I got the opportunity to work with him in August of last year, and we, we, we are going to do another um, retreat this year in August. And I just, I just fell in love with his personality, with who he is, and his genuism. Genuinism. It's just amazing. So I will just let him go ahead and share a little bit about him and his, his books and, and gifts and whatever you feel like sharing with the world right now. Wow, thank you, Nicole. You're so uh, you're so kind. You flatter me. I'm almost blushing on this end because you make me sound even cooler than I really am. But uh, but uh, no, my my name is Jeff Olson. The uh, my full name is Jeffrey Olson, and I am the author of Knowing One Word Knowing, which you can find on Amazon, and it's the compilation of my first two books, which were I Knew Their Hearts and Beyond Mile Marker Eighty. Uh, knowing is basically a personal memoir, but it does include my, uh, my near-death experience, the accident uh, in which, uh, gosh, half the family was killed. My wife and youngest son were killed instantly in the accident. Uh, myself and my oldest son survived. However, both my legs were crushed. My left leg was amputated above the knee. My back was broken. My right arm was almost pulled off. My rib cage was damaged and collapsed, and the seat belt cut through me and ruptured my intestines, um, none of which was even even held a candle to the emotional loss of, of losing my wife and child. I was in the hospital for over five months. I had 18 surgeries, um, returned back to raise my, uh, my oldest son. 
And uh, knowing outlines all of that, I suppose you could say I was killed in the accident as well. I left my body. I went into those other realms and came back with insights um, that are really hard to put words to. I, I, I suppose people say to me sometimes, well, what, what gift did you come back with? What, you know, what psychic abilities do you have? And I say, you know, my, my gift is love. I experienced unconditional love in such a way that I've come back, um, gosh, with the commitment to simply be a manifestation of that pure unconditional love that I experienced. And that's played out in my life in, uh, in magnitude. I eventually fell in love again. I remarried. We adopted two boys, and I don't call them my adopted boys. They're just my sons. They found their way home, and life has moved, uh, life has moved forward in a beautiful way. But, uh, but yeah, look up knowing. That will give you the ins and outs and long and the short of not only the near death, but the life experience and what's important. The most interesting thing on that and I, uh, is for me is, is the heartwarming the story that, that you've gone through. And I do encourage people to reach out. And, and a lot of your listeners are, are probably on today, so they know your story. And um, in the comments and Facebook or Zoom or anywhere that you um, are able to comment underneath, um, if you can share um, Jeffrey Olson's books under there so people will have a visual to set them to. Um, we are new at the technology right um, on the station and the show. So um, otherwise, I would show you a visual, but it's not available right now. So that would be amazing. But so our masculine and feminine energies is something that people have been coming to me as a mentor for a long time. And I, um, and I know that right now you're branching off and, or you're, not, you're adding to or expanding to your, um, your awakened to oneness, which is the one-on-one, um, mentoring as well. And, so, well, when we're bringing your, your, your journeys all together right now, um, the masculine feminine really started st studying out to me when I talked to you, um, to, uh, has it been two, a year ago, two years ago or something? And, um, you and I were talking about how, um, actually it was only been a year. Hmm. Seems, yeah. seems. What, what, what's time? What's time? It's yes, just I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And our call and how we met, isn't that, del that is just amazing. Cause we, we I'm just going to share because I love it. Um, we both on our schedules had, um, I had, it says call Jeffrey Olson and it had his number and Jeffrey had the same text. And so we had no idea how it happened or why we were having this conversation, but it just went into an amazing um, discovery of the masculine and feminine. And we realized we were on the same page. My intent with my groups has always been to write, right, we know that the feminine is rising as mother earth is, and that's just the energy that is. But I felt that the masculine was feeling left behind and so the, how important is it to, you know, matriarchs in 200,000 years ago was all about the feminine and then patriarch went into the male or the masculine. And do we really want that unbalance to happen again? And so when we were bringing in, when you and I started talking, that was, that was just fascinating that we both had that same drive of balance. Yeah, and it, it, it takes a balance, and uh, and I've experienced the same thing with my clients as I've stepped into more one-on-one -on -one mentoring and 
what I call awakening to oneness. Um, gosh, what is oneness? You know, we, we've, we've lived so long, so separate, you know, well, you're female, I'm male. And, and that's yours, that's mine. Well, you're what? You're Republican, I'm Democrat, or however we want to divide ourselves up. And yet the biggest division has probably been with the genders, you know, the male and female. And, and, and you know, in my lifetime, it's the pendulum has swung into that masculine-dominated world, which, uh, which I played very well at and, and, and loved. But I think it's swinging back now where the divine feminine is the beginning to step in, that nurturing, that, that grounding, that Mother Earth that, uh, that, that is so magnificent. That's what's going to heal us all in the end. And when I say heal, it will bring us together. I, I, I've often, I mean, I came up in a, you know, kind of a conservative Christian home and we'd read the Adam and Eve story, you know, and, and, uh, you know, well, Eve ate the fruit and therefore they got kicked out of the garden. And, you know, I, I took that very literal for many, many years, but I've had experiences and things happen where I see it so different now as an analogy. And there's many, many layers to the onion, but I've come to the point where I embrace that my Eve, that, that Adam and Eve is within every, every one of us. You manifest as female, I manifest as male, but within all of us is those dual energies, my Eve energy being my flesh, you know, my body, my desire to taste the fruit, to have that life, to have the sensual experience of being in this mortality. And my Adam energy is, is, you know, my, it's my soul, it's my spirit, it's my remembering. But this whole thing about Eve submitting to Adam, you know, and Adam submitting to a higher power, to me now has nothing to do with genders. It has to do with my body submitting to my soul, my soul submitting to my higher self, or the I am presence, or source, or God, or whatever you want to call it, and therefore bringing oneness within me, and then oneness within me allows a much healthier relationship with the, uh, you know, my, my spouse or your lover or, or, you know, the other gender as we come together and realize we probably have far more in common than we do separate. And yet we can honor our differences in such a, uh, a beautiful way. My my experience of oneness, we you and I we, we had the opportunity to cross over, which is a near death experience, and see the oneness in the light. And when I came back from my near death experience, I I forgot my prior memory, so I only knew oneness. So as I came back, I had to realize that people are separate that that through the separation, you know, that's where the a lot of the conflict come. And I, so I kind of, I feel like learned backwards from everybody else. Um, but I refuse to learn that piece, the piece of separation. And so, um, when you're in that white light, there isn't any, it's just divine love. And it's, it, it's, it's like, you're the source creating right now. And to the people listening, that's what we encourage, um, and inspire to is, is your living transmission of that light. And the most amazing thing is when you're experiencing this beautiful light, I feel like still the light workers and the really, um, indigenous, cause you're, you're, you, you, you practice shamanism like, like I do. And they have a high profound or a, a profound understanding of the light. It's about also bridging these two because the light workers, these the amazing, amazing people that are showing up all the time, they, they, unless you're embodied into this, this physical form, it's really 
um, a difficult time to project a lighted energy. And so I feel like that's also key components of uh, our teaching that, um, you know, there's a lot of light workers that are out in this world, but we need you here. We need you here. And I feel like the part of that shamanism and the light work that you bridge together, can be a benefit, like benefits so many. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, shamanism is a, a, a strange word with many definitions, but really it's the, it's the folks that were connected, that plugged in, that have gone on for eons of time. And, and that's part of it. You know, I mean, gosh, you know, we're in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic, you know, and people are in panic and they're worried and they're, they're, quarantined and sequestering and yet there's some beautiful thing about our separation that actually makes us more aware of our connection it's like by being alone by by and and i'm talking about the whole world you know i don't think ever before in my lifetime certainly has there been a time when the whole world stepped into a place where we're more quiet and we're listening maybe deeper and we're contemplating things and really beginning to become uh a oneness with ourselves, you know, and, and there is, there's this tiered system. It's almost like until I become connected and at one with myself, I'll never be necessarily connected and at one with my partner. And, and until I'm that, will I ever be connected and one with source? And so it, it really is almost this, this system. And I think this has been a, if I dare say it, a beautiful opportunity for humanity to get connected with themselves, maybe understand themselves better, therefore they can connect with others better. And when two or more are gathered, you know, obviously that's when source or the divine steps in and, and uh, solidifies the oneness that we all have. Right. And, and, and I, I could, I, when we were in Zion's, what that experience that we had with the connection with the mountains and the water and, and everything that, that you could to feel and see and sense and know there was like this cooperation, this community and unity. And, and that for that moment, it me, with, for me, as I learned that mother nature is in cooperation with everything, the, everything just moved in a current, in a flow. And even though, and the mountain did fall behind, like pretty right behind us, right across. And, and I, I got a profound understanding of what energy, um, can do when you are coming together on a purpose. And the crazy interesting thing is, is it was about shedding and letting go. Yeah. And so it runs deeper into the, into the, you know, mother earth is shedding and letting go. We're shedding and letting go. And, um, to have those moments though, of just silence and clarity, isn't something that, um, we have been offered in the world that we live in. That's so go, 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 go. I feel like, or I sense in the clients and people I see that there, you can do activations and you can do this rising of, um, of frequency and energy. And then, um, through the busy busyness, you never really get it internally. See how far you've came. Yeah. Oh, and, and it, it is beautiful. I mean, nature, when we were in Zion and, and yeah, the mountain crumbled when, when we're literally doing an exercise about shedding and letting go of the things that no longer serve us. And, and yet, you know, nature is such a beautiful, what symbol? I mean, I was out, you know, in the, on the patio during the quarantine and gosh, the birds were singing, you know, the flowers were budding, the trees were, sh you know, shooting their leaves out. And, and I thought, 
nature isn't concerned about this at all. And, and, and it did. It brought back those indigenous roots that I've studied and, and practice of, of, wow, Mother Earth. You know, Mother Earth knows. And, and, and even now, when I, when I want to shed, you know, stress or, or discordant energy in me, I go lay on the ground and let Mother hold me. And she knows what to do with it. I mean, I swear the earth just takes all that energy or stress or whatever it is and knows how to dispel it and purify it. And, and maybe that's what we're going through. It's just a purification. And, and even, you know, my favorite time of the day is sunrise and sunset. And it's a sacred time because then Father Sky comes into play. If you talk about the feminine and the masculine, you know, Mother Earth, this nurturer that gives us beautiful things to look at and smell and eat. You know, I've been eating differently. It's like, boy, I want to keep my immune system strong and healthy. I'm going to eat whole foods and good green. I mean, what Mother Earth provides and, and that loving, nurturing energy. And then Father Sky, this inspiration, this, this guidance, this, you know, the sun comes up and there's the sun just peeking over the horizon. And I've, I've had dear friends of mine say, that's, that's when Father Sky is kissing Mother Earth on the forehead. And then the sun, uh, you know, the sun comes with this promise. I mean, you can count on it. It's, it's, like, a, it's like that masculine energy. I can, I can count on you. It's, it's that dad, that brother, that, you know, the sun comes up and shines on everyone, on everyone without judgments or comparisons and literally shows its light. And everything in the light flourishes and it goes across the sky, and then in the evening when those beautiful, you know, purples and pink colors and the sun is setting, I feel like, you know, there's Father Sky, there's the divine masculine kissing Mother Earth, the divine, you know, feminine good night with the promise of I'll be back. There's that promise, there's that trust, there's that knowing that all things are in divine order and, and all is well, and, and we're blessed in the end. Yeah. And that knowingness, when you look up at that sky, I, I did ask one, I, I, I said, thank you. I was doing a prayer and a, and a, um, some, some work with some clients and, and I'm, I, I was in much gratitude for, for the sun rising and, and every morning. And then I realized that the sun, that beautiful uh, father, God creator, part of our, our creation that loves us so much never sleeps because we may think that, that you know your the rising sun is now is now um, setting, but it's rising for somebody else. I'm like, what a beautiful energy! What a beautiful gift it is to even be able to witness such a such a energy, such a light. You know, people have there's since uh, the outreach I have was is all over the world. Some people call it God, Creator, Light, Source. But imagine what is sourcing you is so, so tangibly with inside of your heart because you are a piece of that. Um, um, and then, you know, the Mother Earth, when you can see that actual connection, it's just like she never does either. She's a, it's a constant motion all the time for us. Yeah. For I, us, I, when you I, think I, of your children and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't wait for them to go to sleep because they're driving me crazy, you know? You think of the mother and father here, they're just like blowing breath into us all the time, feeding us food all the time, 24-7, loving us. I mean, what a gift we are. I mean, when when they decided to to have this earth and they're, or however you want to look at that, they're like, hey, I need one of you. I need one of you right there. 
you're that important. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I love that. When we were in Zion, we all ate a piece of fruit, you know, and, and, and to think that, gosh, the ground, that seed went in Mother Earth, the darkness, if you will, that deep, dark soil, and the water came and the rain came and the plant sprouted and the tree grew and then the tree blossomed and then, gosh, the sun shined and the bees came and there was this piece of fruit for me. You know, that's how much love that was just for me to taste and to smell and to enjoy. And it is it is really beautiful. And I, I, I love what you said about, yeah, the sun might be setting for us, but it's rising for someone else. And that's, you know, that that's from our perspective, there's this linear time, you know, morning and then nighttime. But in, in truth, it's 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 an eternal round. It never ends. There's no beginning, no end. It just is. And, and all we have is that now moment to uh, to be in and be present in and that's Nicole that's what you've really uh, emphasized for me is being present in that now moment and 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 there's the white light that's where beauty and peace and love really do live yes yes and and um my my um knowingness of that was when i was working with somebody across the world and um i my project so i can see what's going on and working with um some um cancer and things that I was working with, I have to really be present with what's going on and I'm paying attention and I'm like, it's sunny here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't ever sleep. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're always here to guide us, to expand us and to be there. And the most important things is, is us showing up in our presence moments and realizing that we are a transmit, we're a living transmission of all that. Yeah, you know, and if we could, if um, we could, that, you know, if we could see that in our in our male, female, divine, masculine, feminine, and and get over the the separation and the and and the things that go on. I mean, I, I loved the woman's march that took place several months ago in in Washington, but uh, it was pointed out to me, and this really resonated that women were marching for women, and that was great, but until men are marching for women and women are marching for men, you know, then do we begin to feel the oneness. Then do we begin to connect in a way where we honor each other, we honor our differences, and we also honor the fact that we are one, we are connected. We don't have to play this game of us and them anymore. It can simply become we. And within that we is where, uh, gosh, that's heaven to me. Mm -hmm. When I was, when I crossed over and came back, so I was, I was crossed over 10 minutes. So I got, or, or NDU died, whatever that looks like to you. But, um, but when I was able to see like the colors, the harmony, the frequency, I realized that we all are this orchestra. It's like this, this beautiful orchestrated musical design. And that, you know, the white light was the holder of all of, all of us. And, um, which was God creator source. And, all of these frequencies of light and colors and fractals of were coming together. And I'm like, this is so beautiful. This is, this is, this is the God's head source, all that, you know, all that is. And then when I moved into my body, I realized why isn't or like, if he, um, let's say heaven is, um, the, is creation, well, we are in heaven then because we're here to create it. Right. Oh yeah. I, I had this, you know, this, this goes way back when my oldest son was about in third grade and he was studying cells, you know, and th this came up for me as we went through this pandemic. I thought, gosh, if my immune system's strong, I have intelligence in every single one of my cells of my body. They, they know how to fight and live and survive and, and, and be well. 
And I thought, wow, there's intelligence in our cells. And I recalled when my oldest son was in school about in third grade, and he came home learning about the cell. And he said something profound to me. He said, Dad, what if we are all just cells in the body of God, just like God is in all the cells that are within our body? You know, and here's this, you know, nine-year-old child. And I thought, wow, you know, out of the mouth of babes, as they say. But I felt there was real wisdom in that, real beauty, real truth. Yeah. So we are going with, we are almost up to the second half. We're going to do a meditation together and it's going to be guided, spirit guided. So we're, we are just going to start and end however, well, there's really no end or beginning, right? So, so Jeff and I are going to do one together and we are just going to explore and we will be right back. You're listening to Radio St. George 100.3 FM. We now welcome you back to Return to Consciousness with your host, Nicole. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the second half of Return to Consciousness live with Nicole. I'm Nicole Ashton, and I'm an experiencer. I love to travel the world and discover new things and remember the the origin of the human from personal interactions. And um, I don't think any book can teach you that. And I'm learning that because as I'm home not being able to travel, I'm like, there's like, I miss that, that um, connectiveness. I mean, having a knowing of oneness is where we all, we, we're all striving for, but there's that human touch, that hug, that handshake, even, even the direct look in the eyes that I, I'm missing. How about you, Jeff? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I've been on zoom calls, it seems like for endless hours. And, and, and that's the interesting thing, even though it's not, you know, in person, I can still feel the energy. I mean, the energy's there. You can connect with people even at a distance. And, you know, as I've been separated from the people I love, um, you know, I'm talking about my children, my sons, they're grown now. We're basically empty nesters, but I can feel connected to them even if I'm not with them. It's that telepathic connection, I think, that becomes far more, uh, I've become far more aware of it in this whole pandemic situation. Yeah, it's interesting about the energy and how it works. And for so many years of of, of sharing with people that um, the healing and the energy, the spirit has no time or distance that it will show up like this video will show up when the person is in seek of it or in need of it or will will be able to to understand, I guess. And that is how energy works, which for years has been very interesting to share with people. And, and now people are getting to feel and see that, that there is this energetic connection that nobody, that, that nobody can interfere with. Um, so that's, that's this part of like going remote and doing things like this have really brought even myself confidence to be able to share the knowingness without judging what, 
I'm not, I don't think it's judging myself. I was, I was judging the situation by how people would respond to me. So I would just not talk about a lot of stuff. And I watched you on zoom the other day. Um, can you remind me of what I watched the moon? Was the, uh, that was the new moon goddess gathering. It's usually the full moon goddess gathering, okay. but we can point that out. Do you realize today is the new moon? Yes. Today is the new moon on, on zero four, the fourth month on the 22nd day. And if tw two and two, if you add two and two, that's four. So there you've got zero four, four on 2020, which if you add 20 and 20 is 40, which is four zero, you've got four, four, four flashing up all over today with a brand new moon, which, you know, the indigenous folks would say, that's the time for creation for change, for shift, for setting new intentions. So I, I'm thrilled that we're having this conversation on the new moon on a day that is literally a 4-4-4 day. Yes, me too. That's I, 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 was, I was wondering how to move into that, but there it, it's, it just opened up because- I just dove in, I, was, I just dove in, yeah, I dove into it. Good, keep, I love that, that's how we work, right? <laughs> So the 444 portals or, or energy has been super prominent in my energy this year from when I went to Bali. My my um, luggage was 44.44 you know, pounds, ounces or what, whatnot. Then my room equaled four. Everything was fours for me. And it's been, this year has been a fabulous year, even though, you know, there, this, this epidemic is going on. There's a, like this complete yin and yang understanding. And to think that even you and I are thinking of, of doing an August retreat and it happened to be Saturday, the 22nd, when neither of us have anything on the schedule. It's open. Yeah. I mean, I how spirit works when it's time <laughs> is just fascinating to me. It just blows my mind. Yeah. I always say that there are no accidents, um, but I would rather say everything's in divine order. You know, because uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I'm looking forward to that in August. And yeah, everything everything has a divine order to it. I guess the trick is seeing and embracing the divine order. You know, saying what yeah, what yeah. am I learning from it, rather than why did that happen, right? Yeah, why exactly? So we're um, Jeffrey Olson and I, Jeff Olson and I are going to do um, a meditation and I'm going to guide you into the very beginning of it. And him and I are going to move off of each other or bounce off of each other energy. And this is like, we're exploring with you guys. So we're um, really, really excited to like see how this merges. So as I, as I share with with you something then Jeff will when he's guided and we'll give it like 10 10 minutes or so and I invite you to really sit back and relax and allow yourself to this is Jeff's words when he was in the light he heard um oh when he was in God's presence they asked what he learned and he said the degree of love right can you share that with us well I when I left my body and was in those other realms, and uh, gosh, it was so, so loving, so unconditionally loving. And in fact, I was only asked one question. See, I, I had believed, well, God's going to judge me, and I'm probably, you know, going to fail. And but what I what I experienced was absolute unconditional love. And the question I was asked wasn't, you know, did you do everything right, or did you, you know, accomplish all these things? The question was, to what degree have you learned to love? 
And uh, I realize there's a deeper degree. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I love my children. I love my wife. I love my car. I love my job. I love a sunset. But uh, there's a deeper degree when it comes to connection with each other and certainly the connection to myself. Do I love myself? And uh, one of my greatest masters said, love your neighbor as yourself. And I was pretty good at the neighbors, but I'd forgotten about how to love myself. And I think that's the degree to which um, I'm learning learning to love. So to the listeners, I invite you to ask yourself that. Being in the presence of the creation, the creator, source, God, light, that unfailing love that you are created in, a spark, a spark of greatness that you are. Imagine yourself being in there and asking that question, what degree did I learn to love or what degree am I loving at? Like, like move into the, within your heart and ask yourself those questions because as Jeff and I both experience in the light, love is all there is and all things created in love will, it will blossom and the experience will become that there's no getting away from it. And the, the, um, so as we're moving in, we have several people connecting to me. So I'll just remind people that when I do this, I open up and sometimes I have to translate how I see things. So, um, thank you for your patience. And here we go. So I invite you to close your eyes, relax, Above your head is the most amazing white light. It has the diamond flames in it. It is the rays of the whole entire spectrum, the rainbow spectrum. As you're witnessing this expand above your head, imagine the most pure, unfailing love a love not yet expressed through a word. This is infinite possibilities of who you are, where you came from. In this diamond white light, feel that love. Ask for the highest degree of love possible for you right now to feel and express. And as this white light moves down the top of your head, you're going to feel a spiral move through the core of your body in respect to whatever way your chakras or energy centers need to be at this time. Move it into the earth. Jeff, want to bring it back up? And as that light comes from the Mother Earth and back up through you, expanding around you, I invite you to breathe in the light. Literally breathe it into your lungs, filling your entire chest, your abdomen, your belly. Fill it with that beautiful, pure light and then exhale it as absolute, unconditional love. 
and take another breath of that divine light, the healing light. And I invite you to push that light as you draw it into your body. Push it to any place where you may be feeling injured or where you may have pain, either physical or emotional. Breathe in the light and push that light to that part of your body where you feel pain or where you hold pain and allow the light to dissolve it, to dissolve that pain, to dissolve that discordant energy, to literally fill your whole being with light. For in truth, you are the light. You are the light of the world. So shine. And as this awakened heart expands through your chest, breathe in that compassionate heart. Feel the sacred heart awaken and move outside of your chest, reminding you that soulful self is expansive. And as you're in this physical body that you can move freely, you can love immaculately, and you have this, this energy field around you that shows up before you even do. And as you're bringing that in, all those spaces directed by, by, to everything above and everything below. And now exhale that light again and watch it radiate out from you. Literally radiate like a, like a large ripple on a lake. That that light literally goes as your prime wave to the ones you love, the people under your roof, to your home, to your community even to your country and your hemisphere, that you literally shine and radiate out that love and light in such a way that by simply being, by simply being you, being that one radiant light in the universe that knows who you are, that recognizes and loves who others are in their own uniqueness, and watch that begin to heal, begin to heal and connect humanity, Begin to heal and connect your relationships. Begin to heal your own heart in such a way where the world shifts, the world changes, and that light literally encircles all of us. As this is now moving around your body and we're moving into the very heart core of Mother Earth, Diamond pools, the energy of the new earth energies, that love, that lightness is now moving up your feet, bringing you into this world, into this time-space continuum. Think of some tree branches or tree trunks just really, really bringing you down into this earth, excited and, and awakening to your purpose. Many of us are have this desire to move to move forward fearlessly and and we have these big 
these big visions. And sometimes with not knowing the details, we, we resist what is coming for us. It is okay not to know. It's, not, it, it's okay not to know. Take this feeling of expansion, of wholeness, of oneness, and, 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 and just project it in everything around you. And the things that you desire the most will show up for you in the divine timing. <sighs> and as we move through that, I want to thank you, Jeff. That was very, very amazing. Yeah. And as you watch the light go out, bless the light, bless the light, realize you are the creator, bless the light, bless the light that's within you, bless the light that's around you, bless the light that you radiate in the world and, uh, and know all is well, all is well. Yes. Experience joy. That is what, when, when we do these, when, when we're working in the light, like we are all the time, or like me all the time, frequently for other people is the joy, the joy. Sometimes you get so serious about your work and, and, and what people think and, and so on of, of that the joy is, is not experienced. And when anybody that knows me knows I jump into joy, I love the little things I love. I, uh, um, I find, I find everything just, just, I value life so much. And right now life is serious for most people and, and they feel almost guilt or shame to have a expression of joy. I've even been shamed because they're like, how can you be so joyful in this moment? And I'm all, well, because when you, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't have an explanation for that. I just learned that joy is the highest frequency. And in order to move anything energetically, then, then you'd get to choose to be a joyful person. Um, not that you don't have the hurts and the pains and the worries, but it's choice, right? It's choice of where, how you're going to show up and what your experience looks like. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, during the pandemic, and like I say, I am, I, I, I'm, I'm classified as an essential worker, so I am going in and out of the office, but there's been days when I've been able to work at home, and all the kids are out of school. You know, the, the, the schools are closed, and I was sitting out on our patio there, and I could hear children playing. You know, I could hear their laughter, their joyful, carefree, trusting, beautiful being, and, and you know, I, I ran out to see what they were doing. They were out by the side yard there, and they were they were chasing a bug. <laughs> you know, they had a, they had a, they were they were playing with a bug on the sidewalk, and, and yet it hit me. I thought, wow, you know, once again, you know, there, there's wisdom in become as a little child, live in that awe and that wonder and that joy of, hey, there's no school. What do we want to do today? And it might be a stick and a bug that brings all the yeah. glamour and glory and beauty that could possibly be. Yeah, my um, grandson, um, I, they sent me pictures of him and he was, they took him up to the lake and he was in the water doing the same thing, just giggling and laughing it. And he's like washing rocks off. And, and that was like the most funnest thing for him. And it was because he's been in the house for for so long, he's up there going, yes, this is the best time ever to wash these rocks off in the water. It's those little things that really propel you into an experience of joy, an experience of what is my purpose? Um, and you, and you probably get asked that quite often too, is, is, 
you know, we don't have the answers. I don't have the answers, but I know that the answers lie with inside of you. And love is the first cue. Love is the first go-to. Um, when you discover that you came here to experience love in the other realms, it is expansive and it is moves fast and it is beautiful, but there is one thing that you don't experience there. And that is the connection of love and be loved and have this, this exchange and balance. Um, it's so much different down here that, um, we choose to come here. We have chosen there's souls out there that are still like, Hey, we want to come. We want to come. We want to come. So imagine that, that miracle that you, that you pray for and you prayed for, for years, it is you look in your child's eyes. That is a miracle you've been praying to God for right there in your presence. And then look at you as the, as the same, because you are that child as well. And you will find that you are on purpose and you always have been, and you're enough and you are loved beyond anything you've ever, ever been told. Yeah. I mean, and, and another thing too, is we're perfect just the way we are. You know, I, I struggle with that all the time, thinking I've got to become this or I should obtain that. And the, the bottom line is you're perfect just the way you are. Those little kids playing with the bug weren't worried about, you know, who had a bigger stick or who was doing this or that. They simply were in the joy of being. And that's where we are all in, in this great big universe. You know, una means one. Yeah. Verse means song. This great big song. Each and every one of us has our unique tone our unique light, our unique vibration that we bring to that glorious chorus. And it's not complete without us. And yet there's nothing to be. Be ye therefore perfect. Embrace the perfection that you are. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't spin and toil. They literally embrace their divinity. They embrace their perfection. And by doing so, they see the perfection and divinity and beauty in everyone else. And that's when heaven is right here. That's when that peace that, you know, that, that, that goes beyond all description can literally be experienced and realized. And then there's nowhere to go. The near-death experience, suddenly heaven's right here too. And yeah. we can experience yeah. and create it right here, right yeah. now. And that's, uh, that's the beauty. And you see in those children's eyes, when you travel, when, when I, no matter where I've traveled across the, across, um, you know, in different countries, I recognize too, that the children don't know separation, even, even into the youth. I've re I've recognized that the separation, they want community and they want to love. And when you talk to these teenagers about, um, they're trying to learn our language. And so, and I'm using Africa and Haiti, things like this they have this um, want to love you. They want to know compassion. They want to they feel compassion and, and connection more so than they don't ask a religious part of you, um, which is a big shift from how it used to be. But this new generation this the, is in knowing that we are one big harmonic um, beautiful symphony and that, you know, deep within their like souls, they know this, they know it. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is we are that if we really pulled back all the facade, I mean, we're walking around now, literally wearing masks, you know, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're literally covering up who we are and yet the day will come and we'll take those masks off 
and we'll see the glorious beauty in our uniqueness. You know, I mean, so often we want to have everybody be alike or, oh, you've got to be like this. We'll see that the perfection literally lies within the chaos and that uh, and the chaos was our judgment of it, that really the, that there was no chaos after all. It was literally just the way it was designed to be. And uh, by me being open to that, suddenly there's just gratitude. And gratitude is the foundation for joy or joy is the foundation of gratitude. It works both ways and always, in all ways, always. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, I am Nicole Ashton and you can reach me at energyhealingbydesign.com or um, follow me on Facebook Live. Uh, I am here each week, um, Wednesday at four o'clock. Uh, we are going to set up a thing that that hopefully if 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 it opens up that Jeffrey will be here once a once a month as a special guest. Um, that's his invitation right now. <laughs> and how can people get a hold of you, Jeff? I'm easy to find. I'm on social media. It's usually under my full name, Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, middle initial C, Olson, O-L-S-E-N. Or you can uh, you can write me at envoypublishing.com. Envoy is E-N-V-O-Y. It is French for messenger. Oh, I love that. I love that. And on um, Facebook, we will um, put the links on there underneath the comments. Um, you can um, always reach me again at energyhealingbydesign.com. And in that, we'll share with what I do, upcoming events. And we will be um, doing Wednesday gatherings pretty soon. We're going to do virtual um, little, we're going to experience or we're going to go and discover what a virtual gathering will look like. So um, I think we're going to be starting that next Wednesday. So we are very, very excited for next week. Have an amazing weekend. You've been listening to Return to Consciousness with your host, Nicole Ashton, creator of Energy Healing by Design, a world-renowned healer and luminary whose life after death experience has allowed her the gift of empowering people around the globe to heal and grow in their true authentic space. For audio and or video of this, go to Facebook or YouTube, Podbean or Spotify, and search Radio St. George or RadioStGeorge.com. We invite you back next Wednesday at 4 o'clock for Return to Consciousness with Nicole Ashton on Radio St. George 100.3 FM. <laughs>